Our New Testament lesson this morning is from Philippians chapter 4, beginning at verse 1 and then continuing from verse 4 through 9. Paul writes, Therefore, my brothers and sisters whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, my beloved. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Do not worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, beloved, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Keep on doing the things that you have learned and received and heard and seen in me and the God of peace will be with you. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, for you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Rejoice, rejoice, O Christian, lift up your voice and sing eternal alleluias to Jesus Christ the King, the hope of all who seek him, the help of all who find. None other is so loving, so good and kind. He lives, he lives, Christ Jesus lives today. Wait a minute. How can we possibly rejoice? How are Christians supposed to rejoice all of the time? I don't know about you, but I just want to say, what are you talking about? Christians sing so comfortably about rejoicing, but how is it possible to lift hallelujahs when lifting up your earthly belongings from your parents' home, looking for their bodies if they didn't make it out of the hurricane in St. Charles, Louisiana. How can we rejoice while FaceTiming with hospital staff as our loved one breathes his last COVID-infested breath and we can't even hold his hand? How, how do you rejoice when we are burying a child or a grandchild or a spouse who has committed suicide? How can we rejoice when on Labor Day weekend we have been furloughed indefinitely from our job? How do you rejoice? These are tough questions. It is essential for us to know that we are not alone as we ask them. We are not the first and we will not be the last to raise such questions. The Apostle Paul knows that rejoicing is a gift from God. The ability to find peace and joy in the midst of storms is God's gift. So Paul doesn't mince words. He commands us by saying in Philippians 4 verse 4, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. Five days after that 7.1 earthquake 
in Haiti 10 years ago, Carrie Kahn of NPR did an article entitled, Music Helps Lift the Haitians' Spirits. She concluded with the beautiful voice of an elderly woman. Carrie described it as a simple song that helped to calm this woman's nerves. Hallelujah, hallelujah, amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, amen. Carrie said she was looking all around trying to figure out where it was coming from and she saw a tree and she saw a shadow under that tree and then she looked and there in the midst of all the rubble from this earthquake Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Amen Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Amen Sometimes a simple song will calm our nerves. Some of you have experienced moments where life, life comes crashing in around you and people say just, just buck up, just grin and bear it, just bite the bullet. But scripture says that in the midst of such moments we are to show our gentleness, believing that the Lord is near, that the Lord is close by, walking with us through dark valleys. And God knows what we need even before we ask. I love J.B. Phillips' translation of Philippians 4, verses 6 through 7. Don't worry over anything whatever. Tell God every detail of your needs in earnest and thankful prayer. And the peace of God which transcends human understanding will keep constant guard over your hearts and your minds as they rest in Christ Jesus. Life can be tough at times and we seek answers to our deep questions when we are experiencing pain or struggling. Sometimes in the midst of a valley it's, it seems impossible to rejoice. But when Jesus touches us with his love and forgiveness, our sins, our pains, our anxieties are brought into the light of his presence and we are able to be different people because Christ walks with us and talks with us along life's narrow way because he does that we realize that we are not alone we face nothing in life or in death alone nothing separates us from God's love nothing not tornadoes or hurricanes or suicides or pandemic or wildfires or cancer or Alzheimer's or even death nothing nothing stands in the way of Christ and that gives us a reason to rejoice the joy-filled Christian has a peace that passes all human understanding. We might ask, well, did the Apostle Paul really know about suffering? Did he know about our pains and our struggles? Friends, the letter that Paul wrote to the Philippians, like Stephanie shared during the children's message this morning, was not written from a, a, a Marriott hotel. It was not written from a 
condo at Smith Mountain Lake. It was, it was not written from a lovely home near Monument Avenue. Paul, Paul wrote to the Philippians from a prison, a deep, dark, damp, chiseled out hole in the ground. The only light that ever entered was when the boards were uh, covering this hole were removed in order to throw food into the prisoners or to lower another prisoner down who was then locked in chains to the wall. And then the top was slid back over. It is not that dissimilar from the Hanoi Hilton where Lieutenant Commander John McCain was held captive for five and a half years. From such a setting, Paul writes these words, rejoice. How? How can we possibly rejoice when the situation we are in seems unbearable? Well, look at the text. Paul gives us the key to rejoicing. First, rejoice in the Lord. We are not alone. We are in the Lord, and whatever we face, we can rejoice because Jesus is with us. Second, show gentleness to others. If we treat other people with kindness and with gentleness and with patience, we will establish a community, a nation, a world of kind, gentle, patient respectful people who rejoice not only in the Lord but in the beauty of human relationships. Third, Paul says a key to rejoicing is prayer. Let God know when we hurt or when we are anxious and peace, that perfect peace of God which passes beyond any human understanding will keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. We do have cause to rejoice. So this text is really about hearts and about heads. And when we have our joy-filled peace in our hearts, then Paul moves to our heads, to our minds, and he says, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, think on these things. Paul encourages us to model what we see in him, to model what God is doing through him. And God's peace, that joy-filled peace, will be with us all. In just a moment, we are invited to come to the Lord's table today as a people whose lives are transformed by Christ, whose hearts overflow with joy-filled peace, and whose minds are constantly dwelling on things worthy of praise. Just like the Haitian woman was able to lift up her hallelujahs in the midst of devastating circumstances, we need to lift up our voices in praise to God in the valleys and on the mountaintops. We need to affirm with the Apostle Paul, as he said to the church at Corinth, for a season we are on this earth, but when the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a house, a mansion, not made with hands, that is eternal in the heavens. 
There's an old gospel song that I love hearing, and every time I hear it, it lifts my heart in rejoicing. It celebrates God's plan that this life is not all that there is. This afternoon, I'm playing bagpipes for the graveside service of a dear friend, Jack Todd, who died this week of complications from a stroke. And one of the joys that I had as serving as pastor at the Tinkling Spring Presbyterian Church in 1740, the word tinkling didn't mean what it means today. The water was tinkling over the rocks in this beautiful spring. But when we were there, we formed a bluegrass group and we called ourselves the Tinkling Stringers. And so we played some songs and Jack loved that. So today, as I lift this song up, it, it seems essential for us to realize that, that this is just, we're passing through this life and that there is a mansion just over the hilltop that Jack experienced on Thursday as he awakened in the loving arms of our Savior Christ. Listen to this song, Mansion Over the Hilltop. This is not my primary instrument. I play 12-string ordinarily. But this was given to be my, a man whose 23-year-old son died of a brain tumor. And he takes instruments and gives them away. And he has given over 1,600 instruments away. This is one that came from, from Jeremy's father. I'm satisfied with just a cottage below a little silver and a little gold but in that city where the ransomed will shine I want a gold one that silver line I've got a mansion just over the hilltop in that bright land where we'll never grow old and someday yonder we will never more wander but walk the streets that are purest gold though often tempted tormented and tested and like the prophet my pillow a stone and though I find here no permanent dwelling I know he'll give me a mansion my own I've got a mansion just over the hilltop in that bright land where we'll never grow old and someday yonder we will never more wander but walk the streets that are purest gold don't think me poor or deserted or lonely I'm not discouraged I'm heaven bound I'm just a pilgrim in search of a city I want a mansion a harp and a crown I've got a mansion just over the hilltop in that bright land where we'll never grow old and someday yonder we will never more wander but walk the streets that are purest gold Amen. Let's pray.
Lord, we thank you for filling us with your joy. For as Nehemiah said, the joy of the Lord is indeed our strength. Fill us this day with joy, with gentleness, with trust in you. In your name we pray. And all of God's people say amen.